Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tuesday. You've made it here. I'm away, but we've got a great show for you coming up today. Let's do this. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. As I said, uh, we've got a fantastic episode coming up for you. The wonderful Jenna is back in the house. And man, do we cover all sorts of stuff. A fantastic conversation full of lols and full of full of laughs and full of really... In- we got into a conversation that I did not see coming. Uh, Jenna, on her on her way over to my house, experienced a few bits and pieces, and we ended up talking about that. So a fascinating conversation coming up. I am out of Dublin, which is really cheeky because you know there is restrictions on being in Dublin or not. But the own there are specific reasons why you can leave Dublin or not, and I have left. Dublin because I am working, which is one of the things that you are allowed to do. I'm not uh, doing a stand-up comedy gig, as you all know, and thank you to all the people who messaged me back. You knew I was going through a bit of a personal dilemma as to whether I would go ahead with the stand-up comedy show in Dolan's and Limerick, but I've just felt it's better off with such uh, public situations, people moving about, and Ireland in general going uh, into a bit of a a tough phase with the pandemic that I just wasn't going to risk it. I didn't want to be asking people to come out and, and the, the venue offered to be able to reschedule it. So it has been rescheduled. It's going to be, as far as I remember, off the top of my head, the 12th of March, but it is going to be back on and, um, again in, in March 12th or 16th. I can't remember. One or the other. Um, so... Uh, thank you very much to Dolans and thank you all guy all you guys for your messages. I am in a situation that like my you know if if anything happens to me um with regards getting getting the virus, my daughter gets pulled out of school for for weeks, and that 's just the way that her school operates and um i can 't risk that at her age you just can 't risk it you know so that was the decision I made there. I am away on a job i can 't tell you. I'm not going to tell you where I am, but I'm in a hotel room, uh, and I am. I'm doing some. Uh, I'm doing some acting work now. You might ask, how come you can't do the fucking stand-up comedy show, Stephen, but you can do an acting gig? 
This is one of the um, most interesting films that I will um, probably ever be on, um, unless I have to do another film in, in a lockdown. But everything is being shot with socially dis- social distancing. Um, the room that we will be shooting in for most of the week is um, specially ventilated so that the air is constantly moving. There is PPE gear, like layers upon layers of PPE gear on everybody. So it's very different to a... Um, to a gig situation in that this is like hyper um, sensitive to the virus so um, they have so many restrictions in place to be able to do it that I was comfortable enough that I was in a safe situation that everybody's in a safe situation that we could go ahead with it Um, and so uh, thank you to all the people that I'm working with lovely bunch of people it's great and um, it's great to be working with nice people even though it is totally all weird but it's weird for everybody you know meeting people for the first time director and um, producers and all the all the crew and all that kind of stuff and all you do is wave from a distance and say hey nice to meet you <laughs> but it doesn't feel like you're meeting you know it's weird um, it's weird for me as well because this is like the first time that I was away for um, a few days with family um, back in the summer a little bit but this is essentially the first time I've been out of Dublin and away from my family since before um since before lockdown so it's just all a bit weird to be honest with you for me because i've just gotten in the habit of living at home with the girls and um yeah it's just uh it's a strange one for me it seems uh but it's strange where i am i'm i'm, I'm in a city that um is uh i think all cities are just a bit quiet at the moment just because of the way the things are you know so um but anyway um, as the, at the time of I'm, so that's why I'm recording on my phone as well I forgot to, to add that in I didn't want to lug all the podcast gear with me to my location so I decided to record this introduction on the phone um, but I've done it I think I've done it before but it's, it's not that bad I hope it's okay I hope it's good and um yeah, you've got a fantastic episode coming up for you this week. And, and thank you to all the patrons as well. I'm glad you enjoyed Friday's episode where we discussed a brilliant book that Jenna is reading. So I am delighted that you really enjoyed that as well. And um, if you would like to support me as an independent artist, you can click the link in the description to this podcast and you can uh, buy me a coffee for the month is the idea of Patreon. And thank you to the two people who did sign up last week as well. Um, I have sent you emails emails check your emails i do like that's not just a, a standard standardized welcome to patreon email no 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 i wrote you an email a personal message so do check your emails and thank you for signing up and um, if you're a regular lis- listener to the show i do appreciate you considering signing up to patreon as tesco say every little helps anyway that's enough from me um i gotta get my rest in because i've got to do some i have to do a running scene later on <laughs> so um i'm gonna leave you guys too you've got a fantastic show ahead of you and I will speak to you uh, on Friday, patrons, and the rest of you guys, chat to you next week. Enjoy the show. There's not, there's nothing different. There's not, it's, it's clear. Anyway, back to the point of the sugar in the tea. Are we back? Are we on? We are on. Oh, we're on. God, like, again, Steve, like Donkey Kong. Bring it on me. I just I'm, I'm like, it on you. You know, I'm um, telling you about something very personal. Oh, there, is this? <laughs> so there I was, spread eagle. Are you recording this? <laughs> oh my god.
Trust me, a folks. Spread eagle. I was not spread eagle. I'll tell you. We yeah. were not. We were not talking about. And that. we weren't talking about that. Was she purely just, for effect. She I'm, made that up. Um, Stephen, don't protest too much and make them spe- s- specific. Make them suspicious. I can't even say words now. Spread. I just haven't heard spread eagle. That was because. Um, I remember there was a, an expression when we were in school where you would, come, back in the misogynistic days of the 90s, you know? Yeah, those where, are well over, aren't they? Ha ha ha. It's awful now. They'd say stuff like, it was always about your ma, you know? You'd always take the piss out of your ma, you know? I'd say your ma spreads like butter. <laughs> Jesus. God. And what is that? Like 12 year old boys who know exactly they understand. And oh, I'm going to ride the- your mask. Like, you know, yeah, I don't think you can yet. Yeah, actually, I don't think you can. And also, you're Irish. You don't understand how to spread butter because it's always rock fucking hard. So I guess you're saying my mom keeps her legs together. Thanks. She's a lady. She's a lady. Yeah. Yeah. Your so. mom spreads like Irish butter. So she's conservative. Yeah, fine. So, and I'm not saying anything about her. <laughs> That's brilliant. Please work that up into a routine that you'll that never is, that's use. A great <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't. So we were actually talking about sugary tea. We were just talking about sugary tea, folks. I swear because, to God, because we are both drinking blackberries sugary tea. Yeah, no milk. And um, but you were saying, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I was I was saying there that um, historically, and it's still true. People who've had a shock, right? Uh, you're supposed to give them tea with sugar mm. because it's it's like a stimulant you need to get their blood sugar up immediately right uh, so yeah tea with sugar has always been the classic interesting because before you came i was like feeling i've, I've done a lot of writing today and uh, i was just feeling that Ugh. i was yeah. like i gotta do a podcast now i gotta snap out of it yeah and with the weather being cold the way that it is i it was is. just like i'm gonna have a sugary black tea and then I walk in and, and Jenna say, walks in and I said, would you like a tea? And she said, do you know what? Have you got any honey or sugar? I'd like a black tea with sugar. And I was like, what's the what's going on? I know. That's why we do this podcast, Stephen, together, because wavelengths. We're synced. Synced, baby. I it's, know you're on my cycle. <laughs> <laughs> that's one for the ladies. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> all the lads are, huh? I know. Was, are, are they on bicycles? What does that mean? <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, the weather has turned, and I haven't actually had a shock, but, you know, I'm given to hyperbole. But having <laughs> walked over here yeah. through the mean streets of the north side... Yeah. God, oh, is that weird? Is that weird for you? Well, it's just... It's, it's on the south side, too, but... Yeah. Th- fuck, the things it's you see... It's next level see, here. Yeah, yeah. I just... Okay, so I don't know what the really busy street is I walk down because I've only but Don't lived, tell them either because yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll be knocking on the door then. Oh, yeah, <laughs> because it leads straight to Stevens. <laughs> but I'm walking down a very busy street on the north side, and there's a terrace of houses, and there's like three no, or I, four I, little I, kids. I thought you were... <laughs> What? I thought you said a terrorist of houses. Well, so. it kind of was. I mean, that also works. A terrorist of houses. Jesus, get that right Janet's on there with the cold butter. Janet's description of the north side. By the way, people li- listening from outside of um, Ireland are going, what is going on here? The north side, in of the, certainly the north inner city has a reputation. Yeah, of it's the Detroit of the greater Detroit. Dublin area. <laughs> That's for all the Americans out there. Mm-hmm. It's the eight mile. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so there's like these three or four little boys in their school uniforms and i mean i'm talking Mm. like 10 and under Mm. lighting off 
fireworks. Ah, that's normal. And I mean, it's on Friday. a street it's Friday, with heavy Jenna. traffic. <laughs> what is and wrong with you? And there's their fucking parents or guardians who look all about like 25 except 45. You yeah. know, that kind yeah. of, I don't quite know what's happening They're there. They're battered by life. Oh, they are fucking buttered by life. <laughs> <I'll> butter. <laughs> They're buttered by life. And I mean that cold butter, you can't spread it. Oh, it just my hits God. you in the face and scars you. Jesus, it does. It shit will blind you but so they're just there like yep like yep. watching it go off i mean like huge fireworks yeah. actual and it's broad daylight by yeah. the way that's just a waste of materials yeah at yeah. least wait until dark i mean I, I don't want to bring you around around the corner from here like there's there's the whole like wasteland area where it's just like that's the <laughs> I, I i run through there well <laughs> when i'm on my run funny enough literally but, running <laughs> but it's it's awkward when you're on the cool down because i know I, i'm my body's supposed to be getting slower now and yet not only would there be fireworks but they um they joyride uh, like around there and like like there'll be people buggies come by and they'll like donut around you and like it's like it's vicious but it's kind of um it's funny because because is my partner she's portuguese she's from lisbon she doesn't come from any of that but she's kind of she's she's it's taken a while it's definitely an adjustment Mm. but she's she's used to it you know it's a real mishmash around here because you definitely get the you know the cool um you know, people with a bit of money might have come in here and, and done up one of the houses and yeah. like you can see across Again, the way across for, the street, you know, yeah. beautiful house there. And um and people like living here because it does have a bit of character, but you know, that's that's the character as well. <laughs> I know. I find it really di- I have a hard time with it. I have to say I've not gotten used to it and it really <laughs> it enrages me and now after so many years it's really starting to flatten me. By the way, what's going on here with your yes, TV? Sorry. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I like I'm seeing I these pictures flash up and I'm like <laughs> Who's this lady? Is that is that your daughter? Um, that, so the, the, none. The lady's not my daughter. No, the lady is not your daughter. <laughs> so that your daughter is a lady. That is my daughter, but that was her. Oh my goodness! Uh, now it's hard to look at her and, and know exactly what her age. Um, she's not. She's probably around the one mark, just below one there and that's her grandmother her portuguese grandmother oh, okay and i was like there's a strange older lady with yes, your child yeah I yeah don't know about and that. that's not my lady no 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 um, but <laughs> but <laughs> inez has done this weird thing so it's basically folks it's on the tv is on screensaver mode and i don't know how inez has set this up but it's just on this continuous <laughs> like what do you call that a, a slideshow yeah yeah a slideshow of pictures and it's specifically pictures of uh, my daughter and her Portuguese grandmother. So it's a bit like, yeah, uh, but I can't go. Would you get that fucking thing off? I don't want yeah, to be no, looking at Yeah, because it makes you look like an time. uncaring father yeah, yeah, or something. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look like an asshole. But uh, <laughs> but I have to say, my daughter loves it because... Um, she does. She's on TV. But she's No, she's on TV. But also, she's... Um, she is absolutely in love with her grandmother, her Portuguese grandmother. Aww. They're so close. And it's, it's, it's really interesting because... Um, they've predominantly carried out their relationship on a phone. Uh-huh. Now, my daughter's three, but she's so close to her grandmother, and that's all through the phone, you know? Wow. Because um, she's... I mean, her grandmother does... When 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 she was allowed, she does, does come over a couple of times a year, and then we'd be over there a couple of times yeah, a year as yeah. well. <clears throat> but still, that's only four to five visits a year. Um, and, she, like, my, my mother lives around the corner, and yeah, she's yeah. a disaster in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> she's an absolute... Does your mom listen I, to this? My mom, this, is, this is my mom's effort to interact with, with my daughter, right? She sends WhatsApp voice notes, so that it, so that's not a two-way thing. Do you know what I mean? She's like, just to say, and this is a voice message for your daughter, and just to say um, that I love you, and um, I hope you're having a great day, and I hope school was good. Okay, bye. <laughs> 
that's my mom whereas her mom literally will like my daughter will be upstairs playing with her dolls and all that and, and the, the phone will be left in the corner of the room and she plays with her she talks with her she tells her story she you know they play pretend together on the phone and all oh like my God. hours I, like if, if she had her way my um, my mother-in-law yeah she would she would like live live with live with our daughter like and play with her 20 she does never she never stops I it's mean amazing I, that's commendable and that's really I sweet. can't do that I know I'm bored listening to that <laughs> I'm just like oh Oh my god i would just fucking die from yeah. on we she's yeah. i mean they are like literally in love with each other because like my I, the, the love that the grandmother has for her is like i've never seen anything like it it's unbelievable it's is quite, it frightening it's quite annoying yeah it's quite <laughs> <laughs> is it like the makings of a horror movie yeah, yeah. like tell me about it okay but um but intro but we were talking about the area around here like interestingly Enesh has gotten very used to it like so she yeah. now pushes the pram around very hastily on the footpaths and has her hair tied up in a top knot and is like what what <laughs> <laughs> you gotta blend in you know what you gotta yeah. join the pack or just be killed by the pack I think it's because I understand your frustrations I, I, I completely um, uh, with that kind of but it is a culture yeah it and, is um, and I think maybe I'm I'm used to it from having lived around here. I've been back here again the last few years, um, and I grew up in a council estate, so I'm just used to a little bit of that mm. mayhem. And yeah. um, it's just, but that, uh, I think that's what it is. It's this idea that um, there's a real energy around it. Yes, that's really manic. And to yes. me, like I've got my own stuff in the past. <laughs> we won't go into it. But I, you can feel it could tip over at any point into something a bit violent, a bit more antisocial, like lighting fireworks practically in the yes. street isn't antisocial enough. Yeah. But to me, I just find that energy really unnerving. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. But it doesn't, I will say like, it doesn't like, it probably will go off into something manic, yeah. but you just don't have to be there. That's, no, that's exactly. I mean, at, at least I saw and it at like 3.30 in the afternoon. But they're also not going to draw you into it. They're not going to, yeah. uh, unless you do something wrong. But like, I, I don't know, did we talk about the, the, the kids and I talked about it on the Patreon Pod, podcast in detail but the the couple with the kid coming back from school i don't think i told you about this mm, no. so this is a little bit part of the, i think it's a little bit part of the culture but what i learned afterwards in hindsight was to have empathy with it yeah and uh so i was going up the road and there was a, a mo- I, what i can assume is a mother and father um, i'm going to assume they're the, the mother and the parents of this child yeah and from my experience of of um uh, yeah, just from my experience, I knew that they were either long-term drinkers or long-term uh, drug users. Okay. Um, and you can see that and physically, you know, their bodies have, be- have been through quite a bit. Now, I had my earphones in as I was crossing the road, walking behind them, and I but I could hear through the ear, but over the earphones, the mother screaming at the kid who was about eight, and he was in his uniform, and this is 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh. And um, he's like, wow, 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 whatever. And he comes back to the mother as they're walking that direction. She grabs him by the cheek and she twists his cheek and then shoves him into a wall like that, you know, like like hit, hurt him like. And I was like, um, obviously, I was I, straight away. My earphones came out to see what's going on. And I, and I heard the young fella going, my people are looking. I don't give a fuck. He was looking, whatever. And they kept walking straight ahead. And where my destination was off to the right. So I kind of walked behind them. But I was watching them because I was kind of in shock at the thing as I yeah, was still walking. Of course. And she said, she of course, she then says to me, what the fuck are you looking at? And I, immediately the reaction now, 
before I tell everything that happened next, I did not articulate myself, but I think your heart goes into fight or flight mode. Yeah. And I was like, Brrr, and I just said, that's not right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you don't hit, you don't hit uh, a child. And she might your own fucking business. And uh, I was like, uh, I said something along the lines of, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you're just, you're just walking away or something like that. You're not supposed to hit a kid. And then the father goes, you mind your own fucking business uh-huh. or whatever like that. Uh, and then he said fuck off and yeah. I stood there. so then when of course when he told me to do something then I'm not going to do it so I stood still still then and I said I'm not going anywhere um, you're the one who's walking away so then of course he comes over to me uh, and squares up to me now the, all the, the hilarious because I've been in situations like this before where somebody squares up to me like that and what the very funny thing that happens is then they get close to me and um, they realize how tall I am. <laughs> and the tone changes so quickly. So it's like, oh no, fucking two of you tell him to fuck off. He's after being very naughty in school today. That's literally what happened. He's after being acting the bollocks. But I was kind of stuck in my articulation. And um, and I said, I don't care. I don't care. You don't hate kids. He says, it's none of your fucking business. It is my business. I have a daughter. You do not hate kids. And he le- and he walked away without any aggression because I wasn't going to fight yeah, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. And they probably said fuck off again or whatever. And I went into the post office where I was going. And of course, the woman behind the till is like, hey, how are you? I'm like, lovely day, isn't it? You yeah, know? you're like, everything's <laughs> you're here, fine. Brrr, yeah, you're like, panicking, sweating. Panicking yeah. inside. Um, but I went back out again then and um, looked up the street and they were walking through them in silence. Um, and there was two parts of me that have, I, I wish I had been in the moment when he does come up to me. There would have been, if I was able to keep my calm, there definitely was the opportunity to go to him. Look, you know you're not supposed to hit the kid. Yeah. You know, I, I could have yeah. articulated that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was just, you know, because he was squaring up, obviously physically your body goes into a different mode. But I could have talked to them and I could have said, you know, you know, you shouldn't hit him. And I'm sure he, the kid's obviously been kicked out of school. It's 10 o'clock. They're walking home because yeah. they're walking the opposite direction from the school. And just to be, I wish I had been able to articulate better. But also looking at them, I knew I had to have empathy for them as well because you can see that they've been battered by life. Yeah. And they probably were battered themselves. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's cycles. It's always cycles. Exactly. And it, But, you know, at the same time, I would say, you, you, know, you might be a little down on yourself for not being able to articulate. But when a person sees something like that, I mean, we're not counselors. Yes. You know, we're not trained to deal with those situations. And as a human being, all you see is a child getting hit. And that's, yes. you, you, you do want to yeah. pummel those parents. Yeah. Like, I, I get that, yeah, they've got their own issues, mm. but it's it's really hard, I think, to find the words and to yeah. try to be the person you want to be in that moment without yeah. just going, "Don't fucking hit that kid." Because because yeah. what's needed is a conversation, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and that situation doesn't doesn't um, allow itself with no. all the things going on for there to be a conversation. And all that I'm stuck with is the the look in the kid's eyes when he's being hit, and and he's looking at me. Fuck. So that that uh, the eye contact has been made in that moment, and then when he left, I remember he because at one point he thought I was gonna, they, they expected me to fight the dad. I yeah, think they yeah, all did, yeah. and I wasn't going to do that. Of course not. And um, so the kid at one point did square up, going, "What the fuck are you looking like?" He did the young fella, but then he re- he was confused because the fight wasn't happening. Yeah. And then when the three of them walked away, I remember him looking at me, and I was I kind of wanted to say you're all right to, to the young fella or, you know, you're a good kid or whatever, just, yeah. you, you know, something like that. But he was watching me then going, what's just happened there? 
Yeah. He didn't experience something like that before. And when I looked at them, like, later off down the road, when it was quiet, I, I, I mean, I articulated this story to a friend of mine, and he was saying, who knows, maybe it did have, an, uh, you know, a positive effect that they were going, somebody just called us out in the street for hitting the young fella, and yeah. we know we shouldn't have done that. They know they shouldn't have done that. Of course, of yeah. Of course they do, in their heart of hearts, of course they do. Yeah. They're not bad people. They know they shouldn't have done that. But they were probably were frustrated, because I think he probably got kicked out of school for misbehaving. Yeah, and they don't, they don't have the tools in their kit to no. deal with it no and they, it's fucking hard being a parent <laughs> yeah it is it's it, like yeah. there is like, i said <laughs> as if i knew no, i know but, with my seven no kids, but, but but it's yeah. like you know i mean I'm, i've had you know this week has been difficult with my daughter and she's gotten all the love in the world and she's gotten everything and she's still like you're kind of going what the fuck are you doing this for you, yeah, you, you yeah. know you're not supposed to do this or you're deliberately disobeying etc etc but and that's with Every, we know I can't complain we have the things that we need to be good parents you know what I mean yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's still difficult so uh, they evidently looking at them they don't so I mean it's just part of the culture I suppose you know so yeah. when I see you know kids around here doing things that they're not supposed to be if they cross the line with disrespect and stuff like that they actually do um uh I mean I've never had many run-ins or nothing too bad but if you do have a firm you know, you don't disrespect me or you don't cross the line yeah. with me. They'll kind of stay within their own mania. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Those kids doing the yeah. fireworks and all that kind of stuff. And especially when you have, if you're walking around with your kid and all that, they'll always respect, you know, they'll get off the footpath if you if they're in your way, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, and all that stuff. But that mania is just a part of the culture. Yeah, I it's it's a hard one to swallow. And I think, I think it is because, like, again, you know, I've got my own stuff and I think when you see things you recognize mm. a certain energy triggers that you're trying to keep down within yourself you <laughs> see, you know but I mean yeah, yeah. like you we're all kind of ready to spin out at a yeah, second yeah. you know at a minute's notice but it's just when I see that it's like I have to give that such wide berth yeah, I don't yeah. I don't have a lot of room for it because yeah. I, you know, I'm nervous about what's in me and what will come out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. you're going to start lighting off fireworks as well in the well, street. Well, you know, <laughs> back in my days. All right, guys, let's go. Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking blow this shit up. <laughs> I'd love to see. <laughs> yeah, let's. Jen in the North Inner Sea, let's fucking do this shit. <laughs> How come her fireworks are pointed at us yeah, yeah, and yeah. not at the sky because I'm going there. Yeah. Daddy, is that a gun? <laughs> exactly. And then Jenna just went full American yeah, and pulled yeah. out like an AK-47. Firing them in the sky. And <laughs> exactly. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, but there you go. We, yeah, so yeah, that's the the joys of I I am... Um, Didn't we start off talking about tea? Tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> Sorry. That's what we should do. We'll go out to the kids <laughs> that are lighting fireworks in the main street and go, like, do you know what you guys need? A little sweet tea. Sweet tea. Sweet tea, sweetie. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> They'd probably pull out a can. Yeah. Like an eight-year-old and he'd be like necking a it on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking tea, would you fuck <laughs> off? Um, but that's, yeah, we went from sweet tea to there. That's the beauty of Jen and Steve. Yeah, that's what we do. Uh, what were we going to talk about today? Did we, we actually have a plan? Well, the, the plan was to talk. And um, <laughs> the other thing that we we're going to talk about, well, well, you you were kind of, was that the nervous energy that you were saying, r- walking around the streets and all that kind of stuff yeah. like, in this pandemic times? Well, and again, it just seems every week, and I don't know if you've noticed this, again, like just the homelessness and the drugs, like, 
it's so prevalent. Oh, the drugs, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Shall we? I told you we went to the plant shop, and then um, there was a guy on the keys. There's another little bit of wasteland, actually, and he was pulling a fence back trying to get in behind it, but he was also extremely high, and he was <laughs> so he was doing it very slowly. Jesus. And I'm going past with my daughter in a buggy, and then I, of course she says, Daddy, what's he doing? And, I'm, and he's right there next to us, and I'm like, ah, he's being a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably thinking, yeah. Like, oh, sorry about that, uh, you know. Yeah, they're but, always very sorry. Yeah, very yeah. Sorry, but they're going in through the wasteland, and then and and you know, he's like, what, what, what's he going in there for? And I'm like, well, obviously it's for. And then you know, over in a corner, under a bush, you can see them all cooking oh. in, in there. But it's just, it is, it is <clears throat> an interesting part of the society because it's it is one thing you know, obviously you can get very down about it but it's an unfortunate fact of the reality of our society especially around here is the amount of heroin that is um it's 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 on view yeah and being um uh, uh, taken all the time but um yeah it's yeah. A, it's an it's, it's hard to know what to say i know it is and i'm sorry like i i kind of bring it up and i really have nowhere to go with it i just it just kind of gets me down. Yeah. I just, that's all I can say. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But they feel great when they've taken it. Yeah, so they do. <laughs> so let's try to remember that they're feeling good. Even if they're bringing the city down as a whole, they feel good. So it's fine. Okay. I had, uh, I mean, Jesus, this is, we'll start our own political podcast, but Fintan O'Toole did a great presentation in the Galway International Arts Festival earlier on this month, mm. which obviously didn't really take place properly. A lot of it took place online. So it's a great YouTube chick. YouTube clip online uh, where he talks about Ireland post-pandemic and uh, he's actually gets uh, they end up talking about structural things that he wrote about in society he actually wrote a book about them 10 years ago but he talked about the five important things that people needed and one thing was housing one thing was um, free medical care one thing was education all that kind of stuff and we do have elements of that in society but mm. so much of it is broken yeah <clears throat> and like the health system in this country is, is a disaster and um, but one of the things that he was saying that i was like oh shit yeah they do have that in portugal or they do have really basic things like like a medical center for for communities for for certain constituencies mm -hmm. just to do the basics just yeah. to, just sanitary uh, for for homeless women, for example, um, chiropodists, like stuff that the nurse can do that you don't have to go to the GP for. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because this system is like everything is escalated. You have to go to hospital or the or the GP, and you just pay loads of money. Yeah, but yet if you invested in these smaller things that loads of countries have, you'd be able to deal with a lot of very basic things that would help clean up the streets, but help people on the streets more. Yeah, yeah, and. In Portugal, actually, I don't keep bringing up Portugal, but in Portugal, they had a very successful program where they've kind of legalized the taking of heroin, but in certain areas, and it's residential, and they clean it up. And then that gives them the basis for making the decision themselves that they want to get clean. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, So yeah. if you're on the streets, like we've just saw your man climbing in behind a fence to try and get his bit of heroin... That's just constant survival, firefighting, firefighting, firefighting. Yeah. Yet if you're going, here's somewhere you can stay and here's somewhere where you can take the drug as well and everything's going to be clean. <clears throat> now that's given them a platform from which they can. Yeah. To get to get some semblance of like order in their lives. Exactly. Yeah. To have exactly. that. Even if they are still using to have kind of a, a baseline, a foundation. Exactly. Where it's it takes like, away 90% of the firefighting. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And That's they, true. They know I've got somewhere I can sleep and uh, I'm, I'm physically sick at the moment so and I can take the stuff. 
okay, so now what's life about? And yeah. then they start to move on from and, that. And that's it. I think it frees up, you know, your brain space to think yeah. about what what's life beyond that. Just, mm. you know, getting what you need, getting your high, and then what trying not to die on the streets he talks about the exact same thing when he when he uh, when it comes to housing how government should invest in more social housing we have a stigma in this country of a negative connotations of social housing because you think of all the social housing areas that have massive problems Mm. but in countries where they successfully do build social housing as he said himself that he comes from social housing um you know it's an investment that the government's making. The government owns it, the, the, owns the housing. The people who live in the housing feel that they have rights. They feel, again, yeah. that they have the platform, that they own a part of something, and that's the platform to get education, to move on. So yeah. the government invests in people, and they're going to blossom. Well, and I think that's the other thing, too, when you talk about you know troubled estates. I think the idea of an estate is a terrible idea mm. because it's not about real community integration you know i think if you're creating an area of social housing it has to be integrated with private homes Mm. with retail businesses with all these things but what you see here are these massive city blocks that are essentially these like towns these little villages unto themselves and i i don't think it's and very physically that there's they're separating them from everybody else that's it there's a real closedness to them they're not opened out to the community and i i don't think that's a good um template to work with and he's i mean he makes the point that um uh, of city centers need to get back to what they originally were where you would see just normal houses in town yeah. centers and city centers where normal people lived it yep. wasn't about being rich exactly it was about like like you he's he even point out and i do remember this points of galway city you will you know see a street a shop um a vet or whatever and then just a normal bungalow and then shop yeah, yeah. and that's how it should be absolutely um, and part of the, what he a lot of economists have forecasted this that this will happen with city centers because the pandemic is is um pushing forward faster some developments that were going to happen already mm. like retail spaces they were always going to get less anyway because the internet people start to people yeah. buy more on the internet so because lots of them have closed down around the city center that's just made that development happen faster yeah and um, with re- with that and with office spaces loads of people working from home so then loads of employers are going why would i pay millions in rent exactly when people are doing the job at home and people are going yeah why would i commute com- commute for two hours a day etc etc but i think then that also ties back into if you're creating new housing in city centers and that's happening of people working at home the idea of what's being built has to change as well because these insane apartments that were put up in mm. the I think here in the late 80s and 90s mm. where you've got that second bedroom that's really like you can't even fit a full size bed into yes. it like it's such a joke yeah. but if people are working at home you then have to th- like reimagine the home space to create a dedicated mm. workspace yes. like yeah, my yeah. partner right now he's been working from home throughout and our apartment is in no way set up yes. to accommodate him uh-huh. and a desk and uh-huh. all of it. And it's awful. Like, it's uncomfortable for the both of us. I yeah. get home from work in the afternoon. He's still working. Where do I go? I just go into the bedroom, I guess. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, nowhere yeah. to be. Yeah. So I think there needs to be a complete um, kind of rejigging of what the home is in mm. our minds, you know, to get um, an efficiency of living going on yeah um but 
Yeah. I mean, we talk about these ideas and to me, it seems so obvious. It's like, when's it going to happen, Stephen? <clears throat> well, he did. He, he did, Again, Fintan O'Toole did talk about a plan that was made 20 years ago with a, 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 um, a plan to reimagine the health service, for example, and talked about things like the medical centers, like free health care. I mean, there's loads of countries in Europe that are doing it right. And um, it just doesn't it does. And. and and the housing issue as well, and the more social housing issue as well. It there doesn't seem to be the passion for it in the country, and it doesn't seem to be to be the passion for it in politics as well. Yeah, for whatever reason. Um, and th- there's also the issue that he said that politics in this country also works. That you know, ninety six percent, I think he said, of funding goes to national politics, uh, of governmental funding. Yeah. And in other countries, it should be, you know, it's mainly 50-50 with local governments to national governments. Yeah. So if I'm voting for a TD in this area, for a, a politician in this area, then he goes to the to the, um, to the the doll to represent, the, the, he takes the seat for this area. But that's national go- politics that you're doing there. There's, there's no local politics. So yeah, we are yeah. voting for him, but there's very little that he can do actually for, for this area. in this neighborhood, yeah. that's a different game. Yeah, so yeah. So the, within the system, it's kind of broken like that as well. Local authorities have to have, again, more power. I make the reference to Portugal again because Inej was saying that to me. She's like, oh, yeah, every town has a mayor. And every every mayor has money to you know to affect the town. Yeah. So the people have much more of a feeling that they're affecting by voting the area that they live in. Right. You know? Well, that makes perfect sense. So there's something about that system as well that if we can break that down a little bit more, then you start to be able to work out health services and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So by the time I've done my undergraduate in political science, I should be the president. I think you will be. <laughs> Yay! Stephen for president. We, um, well, how's it going? Um, I ha- so so school starts next week. Next week, okay. Next week, sorry. Um, and but it's been. We were talking. We can talk about this. We were talking about. I'm I'm a little nervous about it, but actually, then officially yesterday we got word that the first few weeks at least are going to be on Zoom. Okay. So I actually am happy with that. Yeah. Even though I'm sure that's going to be weird, but I went to the school. I don't know if I told you this already. I mm-hmm. went to the school for registration. Man, it was weird. Um. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I did. We, did talk we about talked that. about this. I mean, a they bit, were yeah. in line with absolutely everything. Yeah. Every bit of social distancing, every bit of washing your hands, the masks, everything. But what that meant then, the result of that means that there's zero human contact. Yeah. So you're in this weird space of just being told, pointed, go there, go here, go that, touch this, touch that, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum, and out you go. And it's just weird. Yeah. And what's a lot less weird than that is sitting in front of your laptop, laptop and uh, doing doing meetings that way. God. Um, so that is the new normal. Of, like, it's such a cliche, but that is the, the new normal. So I'm actually happier to, to do it on Zoom. Um, but we were both talking about this before we came on air. Um, that we're both in a situation. I've officially cancelled a show, stand-up comedy, that I was going to do oh, yeah. next week. And there's a huge... I'm much happier with that. And loads of my colleagues are like chomping at the bit. They're dying to get back to stand-up comedy. And I, I get that. But I'm not at all. And I, I, I'm I've becoming... I, I always thought I was a bit of an introvert, but I'm definitely becoming more of one because I, I don't want any human yeah, contact. I know. I know. It's just this idea, especially since Dublin's now in this in the middle of this new restriction, mm-hmm. three-week restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, which, did we talk about that last time? We didn't actually. No. no, no. Yeah, so we're for listeners abroad yeah so dublin is now um 
we we're not really supposed to be leaving the city where people aren't really supposed to be coming in mm-hmm. i don't know how strict they're being about it yeah you're allowed to leave you're allowed to leave dublin the county um for work or for i think education education yeah. yes and um yeah basically again same the other way around only be coming in so you can't be coming in for anything socially essentially. no although i know for a fact that's happening which is really yeah. annoying to me because like my partner's sister had a significant birthday and there was a big party planned i mean we, we aren't going down now mm. obviously because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's out of town but yeah you know i've heard about people oh yeah so-and-so's uh having an anniversary party so i came into dublin you know from wherever yeah, out in the yeah, counties yeah. and it's like don't come into town. Don't come in. I don't Especially want if you're you. from Donegal. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. You can all fuck off from Donegal. <laughs> well, they could say the same of us. But um, yeah, so ever since that new restriction was brought in, yeah, I've been kind of spinning out a bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was okay with things, but now, and the numbers are just like off the charts. And they're saying if, you, if we don't get on top of it now, we're going to be in really big trouble. I don't know if we are going to get on top of it. I'm I'm feeling really pessimistic about it. I watched on Claire Byrne during the week. Um, it's a kind of, I suppose, a political chat show kind of current affairs. That's the word yes. I was looking for. Uh, on Mondays at half ten or something like that. But they did a poll on that. And they had a professor on, a doctor on, and this journalist who um, I think she just says things to fucking wind people up to be honest with you. I was just like, why the fuck is she on telly? Because she was just out loud going, yeah, but the young people don't have to suffer, you know? So I don't know. We should, we should just like, let's just live our lives, you know? Basically, I'm like, fuck's sake. I know you have to be like, you know, you're supposed to show two sides of the thing, but I'm like, the professor is literally there going, um, yeah, there's a lot more people are going to die. You know? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I know, but it's old people, isn't it? You know? It's just like, Christ. Um, but they did a poll anyway on the Claire Byrne show, and they asked who was... Um, and she, Claire was like, I think everybody's going to be shocked by these results. Uh, everybody could vote anonymously, obviously, and it asked, um, have you broken the locked, any lockdown rules or any of the restrictions? And... Uh, and obviously the journalist the whole time was going, sure, now it's fucking doing anything anyway. You know, they're doing what they want, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Is she Australian? Or? No, she's South County, Dublin. Oh, I see. Know? I'm sorry. Yeah. Which they kind of do sound Australian. A little from time bit. To it's time, quite broad, you know? isn't yeah, it? Yeah, quite yeah, broad. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's American nearly. But, um, but anyway, the result of the poll was 81%. What do you think, Jenna? 81%. Broke. No. What? Yeah. Stoked with it. Okay, 81%. 81% of people that voted anonymously in the poll said that they haven't broken any restrictions. How big was the poll? Oh, I didn't I didn't know the numbers, but you know, it's a national it's a national okay, um, okay. TV yeah, show, yeah, yeah. so I'm go- on on a Tuesday evening whatever. You can be guaranteed there's a couple of thousand anyway, yeah. which would probably give a good demographic. Yeah. Um so so I was kind of shocked by that as well and a few of other friends um had said on other podcasts to me and stuff as well and I was going to go, no, I haven't broken it. And that that's not me being, you know, Mr. I'm right and blah, blah, blah. It's just, we, yeah, like, we just followed it. I, 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 I also you... don't think it's that fucking hard. No, it isn't. But uh, And I'm kind of like, what would it take to break it? So you would have traveled abroad and then come back and yeah. not quarantined. Yeah. Uh, you or would've... like even stuff like not wearing a face mask in a shop. And like I've literally gone to like my local center here. Um, I've gone to the door of it and gone fuck i've forgotten the yeah thing. yeah but they they have them and you just have to pay a euro yeah you yeah know? So it's i like, mean we get people into the cafe and we're much more vocal 
people now about, hey, do you have a, a mask? It's going, it's going better you? now. Yeah, right. and people are really, for the most part, oh God, like yes, they exactly. forget. Yes. Or if they don't have it, then we just have them yell it from the door and then take care of it from there. Yeah. There are a couple people who are come in every day and they just, it's like you can tell they don't want to be asked. They don't expect to be asked and they're not going to fucking wear a mask. Really? And so people are still doing that. And you can, there's a real vibe. Here, here's your sign. No mask, no service. I know. It's, it's a tough one, especially when they're really good customers and you're like, we really, like you just need continued business. You know, you don't want to piss anybody off. I, I hate it though. Is I it hate- a lot of people? It's not. It's two people in particular I'm thinking <laughs> she's, of. She's picturing them. God, right they just <laughs> infuriate me. And they're so friendly. But I'm like, I can just tell if you say something, they're going to really push back. I just know it in my waters. Right. I just know it. Yeah. Anyway. But um, yeah, I, I find that when you ask people, they're really genuinely like, oh, shit, I forgot. And it's like, okay. And so if you were to put a percentage on that of the people that are not wearing masks versus they are wearing masks, what do you think it is? Oh, well, certainly since the new restrictions, I'd say it's gone from 60% of people wearing masks. So, but look, because like that's not a new restriction, the face mask wearing in cafes. No, but since since we went back to three. But since we went to level three, I'd say it's gone up to more like 90%. That's pretty bad, though. Fucking hell. Well, I don't know. But those, I'm saying people who walk in the door Mm. don't have it on already. And then I say, could you wear a mask? And they're like, oh, God, okay. But the ones who are just walking in, I'd say it's 90% of people walk in with a mask. Right. There's 10%. And it's kind of like maybe 8% of those will put it on. will put it on. Yeah. So there is a smaller. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking that's probably the percentage of people um that have done these no mask protests in the streets oh, for the rest of the country do you know what i mean god <laughs> who are these losers i i can't i'm just like would you all just get covid yeah i mean really except that you'll give it y'all to everybody get COVID else and die now yeah y'all get your covid on <laughs> i swear to christ who are they and why aren't the guards just going in with billy clubs and just beating them into the ground because they're I'm not sorry, wearing I'm very masks violent. either yeah oh well they probably aren't <laughs> i told did I, t- I didn't tell you about that the only people i've seen in my center not wearing masks are fucking guards and it's happened on two occasions <sighs> jesus christ <laughs> just <laughs> tighten up be lead by example come on but it's so anyway. yeah we we do have well i mean that's my theory at the moment anyway that it's br- bringing out the inner introvert um oh with yes this whole situation yeah, yeah. Um, because as i said like i i, I don't um my colleagues are mad to go back to doing stand-up comedy mm. gigs, and I'm just not, from a number of reasons. One being um, that I don't know, does anybody want to go to the gigs with regards audience members? Yeah. And it's going to be socially distanced, so that makes it awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, yeah. Especially for stand-up comedy. There's not a lot of venues that are going to be able to facilitate it to make a good gig. Yeah, the, the energy distancing. would be the very different. Be fucking, it's like a TED Talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> brutal. And then you'd have... Um, then you don't know the strangers, you know, if you come in contact. Are the venues taking all the precautions? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are the microphones being wiped? You are know you what comedy club owners are like. They're exactly. not taking precautions. They're not taking precautions <laughs> on themselves. Don't mind anyone else. Um, so, like, th- all those things. And on top of that, were I to catch something, 
my daughter gets pulled out of school for a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. And at her age, we can't afford that. And no. I can't isolate. You, you're in my house. It ain't big. Where am I going to isolate? Do you know what I mean? We're not doing any more podcasts. <laughs> that's over. You can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, I, if I'm. Yeah. Yeah. If I, yeah. That's it. Yep. It's None game of that. over. Yep. He's COVID. I'm not doing that. He's. Co- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've just had a real like I'm. Yeah, I, I wonder, have I become... Because my agents are going mad because they just want fucking stuff to happen because they want to work as well. But I'm just like, yeah, put that back by six months at least. <laughs> six months! See, out, out out the other side of winter. Like, that's what I did, yeah. Put back I'm to- telling you, though, if you make that a selling point, like you're doing a show in six months, people will be salivating for mm. it by the time the date comes up. They get could- your tickets now! Get your tickets now, lads. Get yeah. your tickets now. Get them now. Um, they could be, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but you 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 haven't been feeling of wanting to go. I'm just oh, guessing no. to anything public at no. all. No, I mean even last weekend, my friend Nessa, you know, was like, "Why don't you come out?" And her dog was in town. Don't ask. <laughs> and um, uh, she was like, "Come on, we'll all uh, go for a walk in Marion Square." And I, it was just one of those days. I was really spinning out about things, and I I just said no. I, I can't go out. Are we mentally weak? That's my. Is, is have we got an? Is there people listening to us now going? Those two are fucking mental. Yeah, they probably are. Maybe we are mental. (laughs) But I just, yeah, I'm really nervous about it. And you've seen, I'm sure, the new um, research coming out of the US, if they're to be trusted. (laughs) But um, that they're now saying, researchers are saying that the virus is mutating and it's becoming even more contagious. And I'm like, oh my God, it's turning into that Steven Soderbergh movie again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. And and the, the, uh, the University of Hamburg about a month ago now probably now did um studies on uh people that were asymptomatic mm-hmm. and they did a whole like full body checks and all that kind of stuff and 70 percent of people that are asymptomatic so those people who get it and think i'm absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with me there's no symptoms 70 percent of them had scarring on their lungs and on their heart so God knows what damage that's actually doing long term. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we still don't know what that kind of... So, you know, this attitude that does exist out there, of like, I don't care if I get it, it's just like, you don't know what you're talking about. No, they don't. And even there was a doctor into us at, uh, at the cafe, and he was saying a lot of people at the hospital have it, mm. and a lot of them are asymptomatic. And I said, well, that's really frightening. And he goes, no, it's good. And I was like, is it? Why? <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, the more people that get it, and I was like, but who are they giving it to if they're asymptomatic? And he's like, oh, yeah, good point, I guess. And I'm like, this are a you doctor. a doctor? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> there he is in his scrubs. And I'm just like, what a this moron. is your attitude. I'm like, oh, my God, are you like a fucking podiatrist? An and you just don't know about viruses? Is like, he new or what? No, like, he's like a guy in his 40s, oh like someone who's God. been doing it for a while. I can't believe he like... He, he was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I'm like, I swear to Christ. So if that's the attitude of medical professionals, (laughs) I'm like, oh, we are truly and well fucked, my friends. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Right. You've heard enough about COVID, everybody. We're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. I did want to ask you. Yeah. I'm on season five now. We can close it off with this of House of Cards. <gasps> so I have motherfucking binge since last time we spoke. You have barreled through <laughs> that. Hot damn. Yeah, I think it's episode 64, chapter 60, probably more. I it's a bit I, histrionic at this stage, isn't it? Yes. It's a bit over the top. So I hear that from, so somebody said to me during the week after season four, it's no good. Like it goes downhill, but 
I don't know. I could be. Has someone, I don't know. I can't remember. How many seasons are there total? Six. Okay. Okay. So, so you're well, on you're on five. Yes. You're done with five? No, no, no. I'm oh, okay. like only four or five episodes in. Oh, uh, yeah. So we're talking about House of Cards here, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not watched it before, we're going to do some spoilers here. Spoilers. Okay, let's so, just um, put it out there. If you want to watch it, just fucking get on with it. Um, yeah. But um, basically, so, we're in the position at this moment in time where Francis Underwood has uh, kind of stalled, he stalled all the elections and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And they're in the limbo between Conway's going i'm the fucking president but they can't pass things through the supreme court so that i mean the crossover with fucking real life is crazy it's really frightening isn't it i it's, mean it's bizarro it's yeah fucking crazy like all the like trump is literally at this moment in time talking about yep. um you know fucking around with the ballots and all that kind of stuff um it's Ooh. it's crazy crazy stuff so that's where i'm at, at the moment so um am i am, am i about to go to I, well i don't happens? i don't remember specifics but I don't, do you, I mean, do you understand what happened with the end of House of Cards in terms of Kevin Spacey? Well, I, I know that Kevin Spacey, basically they pulled him, uh, did the whole thing stop or did they film with somebody else? Well, after you're, you're about to find out. Oh, right. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, it's the end of season five and then at the beginning season six, you're like, oh, you've gone that route, have you? <laughs> okay, right. So, yeah, I won't say because anything more than that. Because obviously there's a big sex scandal and uh, he was... In real life. In real life and yeah. he was taken off the show. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, and he continues to have um, uh, cases brought against him, I think. A lot of people are coming he? out still going, uh, yeah, he touched me. Yeah, so. wasn't, wasn't it Wasn't it like um, when it came out at the time, and it's not funny, like, I, but it is kind of funny on one level that he basically was accused of sexually assaulting this kid. And then his response to that was, oh, oh I'm gay, everybody. I'm, I'm gay. I'm coming out now. I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> which again, like, it just shows it like so- how twisted his brain is. <laughs> I'm a homosexual, so that makes like pedophilia okay because the two are the same. What the was- fuck is wrong with you. It was crazy at the time. Uh, like it was just like uh, Kevin Spacey being accused of, of fucking molesting a young child, and he came out with like just to let everybody know that I want to come out now. And yeah, it's been a really time for me. And like <laughs> everybody didn't know that. But I all mean, the, all Jesus. the stuff that happened within the show, like him having sex with men. I know. Yeah, the what? writer. Did that they, whole weird threesome. Yeah, that weird threesome with the writer, but then there was the the security guard <gasps> as well before. Yeah, as well. that's right. Um, it was like. Did the, did the writer of House of Cards know that and write that for well, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey, I mean, he did have a reputation like right. prior to House of Cards. I, I mean, I, it's not like I'm an insider or anything, yeah, but yeah. just certain people I've known who've worked in theater and maybe would have worked at the Globe right, uh, in yeah, London yeah. when he was director and all this. Oh, he has, that's right. He yes, has a he real was. reputation of not only being a prick. But there was a real smarmy kind of side to him that was not a secret. So, I, can't, I can't tell you um, exactly the source on air because I'm not getting pulled great, up. Great, let's get off air but right now. There was, a, <laughs> there was a rumor going around that one of the reasons that... Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, that's a good point. Can I say that? Maybe I'll take that off. Yeah, I know. Beep, beep, beep. You just made me shake there now. I was like, okay, 46 minutes. Cutting that up. Yeah, but, okay, um, that's fine. I'll tell, Quick, I'll tell, talk you, the about real, I'll tell you the real story about it afterwards. So <laughs> he's a bit Patreon. of a creep, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You can pay for that gossip. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so yeah, but you'd heard through the business, basically, that he yeah. was a bit of a creep, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, I should have said... Well, actually, I can say this now. I'm going to say it differently because I'll have cut the other bit out. Hmm. A very prominent Hollywood star... From Ireland. <laughs> 
was rumored to have done certain things to with, Kevin Spacey with Mr. Kevin Spacey, yeah. yes, and uh, through very good sources. Yeah, reliable it, sources. Reliable. It's, yeah. it's apparently true. God, we're like the Perez Hilton of podcasts yeah. now. <laughs> Jesus. But I can't name any names before because I'll get I'll, well, well, I'll get cancelled and then there goes my millions. You know? Oh, <laughs> I, this is my only outlet. What I will know. I do? I'll just be one of those heroin junkies on the street. But do you think that there was there was like crossovers then with Spacey and the writers? Or oh, absolutely. I mean, crazy. I don't I don't think if you're an actor who takes on a role like that, mm. there is the writers know mm. showrunners like that the casting is just so tight yes and they know what they're getting and the actor knows what he needs to give which side of him mm. and they it's like there's some exploitation on both sides i yes. think there has to be yes um absolutely that's the that's the role of a lifetime for kevin spacey i swear to god yes that's true yeah. it really is and to be able to play that out because that's the, the 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 beauty of the tv series and how big that's gotten is that he's not just playing it once in a movie he's just he's living that for years yeah for and years. I, I think it's very close to who he is yeah. in, in many ways did you see the videos that he did in character when the sex scandal came out uh, were those like the weird ones where he was in the apron? Yes. Yeah, yeah I yeah, did yeah. see those. Yeah. So he, he wasn't in, in Frank Underwood character, but then he was talking about like I, I don't know. It was all it was all subliminal messaging about everything that had gone on, and yeah. he released it himself. It was fucked up. It was fucked up, and it was just like Kevin, turn the video off. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do this. You are not helping yourself. No, not at all. I don't. And I, that that was that was why it was fucked up. Was like you just didn't get the motivation in it because you're like. You're in a lot of trouble and now you're making this really fucking weird. I just had an amazing idea for casting. <laughs> so Kevin Spacey is obviously like dead to everybody now. Yes. He's not going to get anything. Uh-huh. Give him, what is he like in his 50s? Probably. I'd say give him about 15 years. Let's go dig him up and then let's do Sunset Boulevard, a remake, and he <laughs> plays the original Gloria Swanson role. Wow. I think Jenna. that would be amazing. This is why Jenna needs to be in Hollywood, people. Oh, I have got ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing much else. Not did, much motivation. Did you find, did you find upon watching the, um, the series that at any point and these are why these great tv shows are great at any point you're kind of like you feel that you're rooting for him oh absolutely because that kind of character there's got to be something about him that you get behind otherwise why watch it if you have a completely despicable character who is in no way you're not going to connect no if he has no charm Mm. or no charisma then why would you watch it oh and he oozes charisma yeah, yeah. he's got he's got snaky fucking charm coming out of every orifice he's so good at being bad and he's killed people and we're still on his side i know yeah it's nuts i suppose that's how a trump supporter feels oh boom what do you think about that though that in this underwood is essentially trump but he's a democrat yeah he's a democrat he's god he's like he's like the anti-jed bartlett for all you west wing lovers um yeah i <laughs> I guess it just goes to show it's all part of a machine. It Absolutely. Doesn't, it, it doesn't matter doesn't red matter or blue. De- yes, exactly. It is all part of a big corrupt machine. The Democrat-Republican thing is a bit of horseshit, really, in a lot of senses, yeah. because I, I've, I watched um, the show on, well worth a watch, uh, on Netflix called Saving Capitalism. Oh, and yeah. And it's done by the guy who was the right-hand man to Clinton. And then he kind of left because he wasn't... I can't remember his name, but really good, really articulate guy, really good on politics and um, 
obviously with the world becoming more polarized you can see in the show that what he's doing is if you want to become active in politics you have to start off by um reading everybody's point of view you've got to meet with the opposition you've got to, you know all these great great things and you um you've got to be able to debate um people who have the opposite political views to you because otherwise your political views don't mean anything yeah, if yeah. they can't stand up to any scrutiny if they can't stand up to any debate then your political views don't mean anything you know right um so he you know stuff like that he was he, he was great but um he was in, in that he articulated in that show it's only an hour it's well worth to watch if anyone wants to check it out um he really articulated very well that the democrat republican thing is actually um null and void because they're actually the same in yeah, a lot of ways but the difference bet- is actually there's a divide in both parties between people who are pro-corporate and people who are anti-corporate yeah so there are republicans that won't take the money from the big corporates to sponsor their campaigns and all that stuff and they want the people to have the power behind what they do and he very uh, eloquently has an interview with a with a republican guy who you realize oh yeah this guy is on the same as trump but he's just doing it completely differently yeah yeah um, so it was fascinating and really good articulation of the complexities of you know we can go uh right wing versus uh left wing and this guy is a uh, conservative in his politics but actually he doesn't agree with the whole corporate funding thing yeah fascinating but i think was it jesus was it you Stephen, who was making the point <laughs> or somebody i was talking to recently about the idea of democracy in america and how it isn't really a democracy no. because if you've got two parties they're kind of the same fucking thing. Two then- parties and the way that they, the, like little things, Obama talked about this, they, um, they've got two parties but then the way it's first past the post so that's not proportional representation in Ireland your vote actually counts all the time Yeah, but if you're first past the post you know there's red states or there's blue states there's nothing your vote can do for the democrats if you're in uh well florida is a swing state but i don't know texas for example yeah exactly you know your democratic vote doesn't really matter because that's the republicans are always going to win they have a lock so you you either win a state or you don't win a state that's it Yeah, yeah and but the idea that here in ireland or in denmark or whatever governments aren't uh, you know a single dominating party it's a coalition yeah that you have to have you have to be able to work with yes. these other forms types yes. of government or representatives yeah. of government you have to, to make it, it work whereas in the states you don't yeah yeah i mean if you are the president uh and you're democrat and the house is a lock on you know the democrats have majority seats you're doing pretty well mm. so you're probably going to be able to push through a lot of stuff mm. but yeah it's it isn't really fair in terms no, of working not, with other people fair. i remember i lived in when i was in london i lived in islington which is the home of jeremy Cor- corbyn oh, who was yeah. at the time was the leader of the labor party which is the left-wing party in uh, in britain but i remember um having a conversation with a danish girl actually and she was like you have to vote you have to vote and i was like i'm not voting because a i would have voted for corbyn anyway because in our irish people do have a vote in, in london but b i'm like my vote doesn't count you know, I had to explain it to her and kind of go, Corbyn is winning no matter what. Do you know what I mean? That's his home constituency. He's winning that constituency yeah. no matter what. My vote doesn't count because he's always going to win there. So that I don't need to vote. Yeah. Whereas here, if your first vote doesn't win, doesn't get through, they, they take your second vote. They yeah. take your third vote. They yeah. take your fourth vote. They take your fifth, you know? Yeah, so, so it does count. Yeah, it, does, it, it literally counts. I mean, we've covered it all here, Jenna. Yeah, we really have. And um, by the way, for the record, I have voted. Oh, good. Yeah, presidential vote in oh, the mail. Already? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, absentee early. vote. Yeah, get in there. 
go biden huh yeah that's that's what i did (laughs) yeah go i i watched him actually doing uh speeches in uh, his hometown in pennsylvania and um he uh i thought it was very good yeah i'm sure he'll get the job done do you think he will get the job is the question yeah well we'll see i mean there even if he gets it he might yeah. be met by tanks on his first day yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean so. a lot of republicans have come out today and said shut up donald yeah that's not happening too much too much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but there you go i mean that's a, that was a quick that was a quick it was nearly an hour that was quick yeah well i hope i wonder if the listeners are thinking the same or it's like is They're it like, three days later God, that was long Jesus, guys that how was am i still podcast here of all time <laughs> ladies and gentlemen as all Always the wonderful Jenna Logan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.